And I'm Kayla. And you're listening to the Making Sistery Podcast. Let's go. guys, welcome back to the Making Sistery podcast. We're so grateful for the amazing show of support from last week's episode, and we look forward to providing new episodes every Friday. In episode two, we'll be sharing more stories, more laughs, and more adventure from our lives. You will not want to miss this. Let's go. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Making Sistery podcast. And we're excited to talk to you this week. Um, Last week, we did a little bit of an introduction on ourselves. And this week we're going to be, you know, sharing more stories, sharing more connection. Again, you know, our mission is to build connection in a connectionless world. So we're just going to talk your ears off today. (laughs) You're going to learn so much about us and what we get to do in the next couple weeks. Oh, go ahead and tell them, dude. All right. Exciting. So we have this tradition. Well, I wouldn't even call it a tradition because we haven't done this in four years. But we go on girls trips, me, Whitney, and Gentry, and we get to go on a girls trip next, um, what is it, Thursday? Yep, we leave the 16th. Oh my goodness. So we get to go on this girls trip and I'm I'm looking forward to it so much because I feel like um, every time we go and do these things, we just get closer and we get to just, you know, because we don't see each other that often anymore unless we FaceTime or text. Okay, we talked about it, you know, a little while ago that we we live at a distance from each other. You know, you're in St. George, Utah. I'm four hours north of you. And so getting together is always pretty difficult and especially getting together without our significant others and families. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I do live closer to Vegas and you live, I mean, all the way up where it actually snows and has weather changing. But <laughs> I live in the high country. You live with uh, trees and mountains. And I mean, I guess I have that here, but it's desert trees and desert mountains. If you drive far enough, you're you're in the high country. That is very true. I live in St. George, Utah, and you live in Springville, Utah. And that is about what, like four and a half hours away from each other? Yes. Yeah, so four and a half hours away from each other. Gentry just moved. I actually don't know where she's living now. Where is she at? She's living in Daybreak. She's about an hour away from me to the no north. No way. Northwest. Yeah. Okay, so that's like five and a half hours away from me. So we're kind of spread out all over the place. And so it does get really difficult for us to be able to get together and do these you know, girl bonding trips. The last time we did one was about four years ago. That's true. And we, we came down to you. So yep. you didn't have to go anywhere. We we went to Quail Lake and we just basically camped in a tent <laughs> and explored all around your area. And that was so much fun. We really didn't have a plan. We just got a campsite and then we just, I mean, we would look up on our phones what we wanted to do that day. Tell them what we get to do next week. You guys, next week, me, Whitney and Gentry, we get to go to Moab, Utah. And if you have never heard of Moab, it is one of the most beautiful places. And why is it one of the most beautiful places? Because if you've ever seen a Utah license plate and that beautiful like, you know, desert arch that's on the on the picture of it, that's what we get to go to and I cannot wait. I hope everyone goes and starts researching Utah I know. license plates. <laughs> It's the it's one of the seven wonders of the natural world, right? The delicate arch. Is it really? I think it is. Uh, let's let's fact check ourselves here. Hold on. You you talk about what we're going to be doing while I look that up. Yes, ma'am. So me living in St. George, Utah, four and a half hours away from Whitney, 
five and a half hours away from Gentry. I am going to take my car and I'm going to drive those four and a half hours all the way up because that's how much I love you guys. And then we're going to hop in a car the next day and drive. What is it? Another four hours to Moab? <laughs> might It might be when because we're hauling a <laughs> truck and trailer. So then we'll drive all the way to Moab. And I can't wait because I feel like a lot of the time it's all in like the um, the journey, you know, like um, it really is. Yeah. Like the road trip part of a trip is so much fun. You get the snacks, you get the music, you get the conversations going. And with me, you and Gentry, oh, our conversations get going. They really do. And it's quite wacky, which is one of the reasons why we decided to start a podcast because we thought, <laughs> oh, we're so funny when we're just all three together and we have such a good time. Why not like record it? <laughs> for Exactly. So we used to talk about all the time how we could have our own reality TV show because we had so so much drama and you know excitement and stories going on in our lives growing up and even like now like the way that we i don't know interact with each other we're so close you know growing up we had to be each other's constants that's true and it it did correlate and translate into adulthood you know yeah. the fact that we are so close and and especially making an effort I feel like it's hard these days to truly like make that effort, right? We're all busy. We all have our own lives. You with the kids, us here with our jobs and school and work and things like that. And so when, you know, just even the effort of let's go on a once every four year girls trip is a big deal. It's a really big deal. And I also like, I call it an annual girls trip because I feel like we try. We try really hard every year to, <laughs> to plan a girls trip. And I love how fast this one came together. It's almost like it was meant to happen. It really was. I mean, it's around spring break time for you and mm -hmm. Gentry, poor Gentry. It's not her spring break. So she's going to have to figure that out. But, but we're making for me, her come I'm with not us. in school. So yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to go to Moab, Utah. And I think a lot of people around the world know of Moab because it's famous for its Jeep trails. It's famous for mm -hmm. like any Jeep lover or side by side lover or anything like that. I mean, it's it's any outdoorsman's dream there. Oh, I remember. I think the last time I went to Moab, I, I want to say you weren't with us. It was when um, I think I was about 15 years old and we went with dad and Tessa Gentry and Hannah. And I want to say maybe yeah, someone I else. I was not there. No, you might have been already graduated doing your own thing. But we went to Moab and we got to rappel down these beautiful cliffs. And I just remember thinking how cool it was. I swear I have pictures somewhere of it. But I can't wait to go back because that was like 14 years ago. Well, that's something we should look into when we go. I want to do some rappelling. That would be freaking awesome. Wouldn't that be so fun? I would love to do rappelling or going off-roading. I think we should rent one of those side-by-sides. And I have a hookup. I hope they still have some. Oh, well, we can definitely look into it. I also was trying to look into like hot springs, but the more I looked into it, it looks like every hot spring is about three hours away from Moab. So if you want to drive three hours, let's go. It's like hot springs in Moab. Oh, near Moab. Oh, three hours away from Moab. You like literally it said six hot springs near Moab and every one of them are like three hours away. And I'm like, Kate, you have to be stressed and drive to go relax for an hour and then get stressed and drive back <laughs> to Moab. Yeah, we'll find other fun things to do. I was thinking we should go and check out some of the slot canyons in Moab. Slot can I don't even know what that is. So it's those beautiful canyons that um, are very narrow oh. that you can walk through. Do you know what I'm talking about? So like, okay, research. There's, um, you know, some of the best can slot canyons in Moab are called like Intraho Canyon, Furniture Draw, but that's Price, Utah. 
Mm. Um, Little Wild Horse and Bell Canyon Loop, which is in Goblin Valley. Um, but if you look at pictures of slot canyons, it's like water has formed them over, you know, thousands or millions of years. And they're just these narrow, like you can rappel down into them and then they're narrow canyons that you hike through. Oh, I just, you guys, I looked it up on my computer and it is beautiful. What other things in Moab can we do? Because you've been there a lot uh, frequently than I have, right? Yeah, we go every year. Um, My husband and I and his side of the family, um, we usually take side-by-sides and four-wheelers out. So a lot of the trails that I know are all, you know, ATV side-by-side type trails, but there's a ton of hiking trails too. And I've done some of them. Um, There's this waterfall that I'm going to take you guys to. I don't know the name of it, but it is beautiful. But I got to tell you a crazy story about that waterfall from last year. Yes, tell us. So we hiked and it's not a strenuous hike by any means. It's an easy hike. And it's a very popular hike because it's an easy hike. Mm -hmm. Um, But we, we walk up to the waterfall and there's this sign before you get there. And it has a picture of somebody being carried out on a stretcher. And it says, <laughs> yeah, it, it's like pretty gruesome. It shows like these, um, what do you call it? Like search and rescue type people carrying somebody out on a stretcher. And it says, jump at your own risk. What? And basically it's, yeah, it's this waterfall and it, it, it dumps into this pool of water. And the only deep spot is like four feet deep right where the water hits like the pool. Mm-hmm. And so you have to jump in it like just perfectly. And so there's all these local kids, they're jumping off and they know exactly how to, how to jump off and where and how to land because they say when you land, you have to kind of like, I don't even know, they, you have to jump on your ass into the water. Oh my gosh. And yeah, you can't have your feet sticking down. Otherwise you'll break your legs. Oh my gosh. It's like a 20 foot jump, 25 foot jump. Into four feet of water. into four feet of water. So it's really stupid. Again, they say jump at your own risk with a person on a stretcher. So it's either break your legs or break your ass. Exactly. Exactly. So while we're there, um, we finally make it and it's a hot day. Like we went um, right at the beginning of summer and it was beautiful, but you know, we have these local kids jumping off and all of a sudden, I don't know if this person was local or what, but this woman decides to jump off and all of the sudden, like my husband and I are talking, we're watching people jumping off left and right. This woman jumps off and all of a sudden she gets out of the, like she bounces out of the water screaming. (gasps) No. Yeah. Like screaming in pain saying my back, my back, my back, my leg, my ankle. And it was horrifying, dude. And she, so she jumps off, lands, shoots out of the water screaming. And my husband and his brother and my father-in-law start running into the water and drag this lady out. And, you know, we were, we were saying like, don't move her too much. Like she's, she's complaining about her back. And so I called 911 and luckily there were several calls of 911 because it was pretty busy. Anyway, so the search and rescue team and, and paramedics showed up and carried her out on a stretcher. Oh my it gosh. It was gnarly. So the epitome of yes. that sign. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> there's a reason they put that there, but it was so sad. And and we're not going to be cliff jumping, but we'll go and, and see the beauty. It's It truly is a gorgeous hike. I mean, you just have to decide, do you like your ass or your legs more? That's a conundrum, dude. That- <laughs> That is the craziest story I've ever heard. I mean, you've traveled quite a few places too, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. I've traveled. Well, are we talking Moab specifically or outside of Moab? 
I mean, just anywhere, because you, you're a very adventurous type of person, and I feel like you've always just been a go-getter, and I've loved following, you know, this is part of the reason why we're so close, is because we've always, you know, kept in contact with each other, despite where we live or where we're at, and same with Gentry, and I just have loved watching the places that you've gotten to go and the experiences you've had. So I really think that people would love the places where you've gone. Well, I will definitely share some of those things. I don't know how interesting it is, but I will make it very interesting. And if you're not interesting, I'll jump in. (laughs) You know what? That sounds fair. Cut me off anytime. So in the last episode, I talked about how my husband and I are weekend warriors. So really, a lot of our travels consist of we're big outdoorsmen. So as you know, Kayla, like spent a lot of time in St. George, Mm -hmm. um, Flaming Gorge, which is basically where we end up almost every weekend. And if you don't know Flaming Gorge, Google it right now. It is seriously one of the most beautiful lakes in Utah. Um, Kayla, you've been there. I have. And it seriously, I got to go, what was it, two summers ago now? Yeah. And we went to the high country. Yeah. And it was the coolest experience ever because your in-laws rock. They just have like all of the get-ups, all of the toys. So we got there and there's four wheelers and just, you know, already having gas in them and you can just take it and go. And do you remember that day that we just took those four wheelers and we just went off-roading up into the mountains and just made our own way up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, we we took you on the loop. Yeah. The loop is this beautiful desert scenery, um, lots of sagebrush, pine trees. And then you you drive these four wheelers up these obstacles like so rocks and, and things like that. And you get up to the top and tell them what you see at the top. At the top, you get to see Flaming Gorge. You get to see the beautiful lake. It is a gorgeous backdrop. Yeah. And it's basically at the very tippy top of of the gorge and you're looking down on people boating on the lake and it's truly beautiful. Yeah. You know those types of scenery when you're out in nature and it just looks like it's standing still because it's so beautiful. Like it could be a painting. Like that's literally what it looked like to me when we got to the very top of that mountain on our four wheelers. And there were some sketchy times where I thought that my four wheeler was going to go backwards on me or, you know, cause Jordan's just a badass. He just like you and him both have no fear. You're just like, all right, follow us up this like straight up, you know, da da da. And so I'm like, okay. And I would just like suck in a breath and follow you guys up. <laughs> we were like, um, they're fine. They're they can fine. handle it. And then we ditch you guys. <laughs> And it was raining on us, too. It was. I forgot about that. Yeah. But one of the fun memories I had of that trip particularly was um, us going fishing in the high country. So the Lake Long Park. Yeah. And I just remember you kept casting your rod. (laughs) We were in a little tin boat in a, you know, using a trolling motor. And um, you kept casting your rod off one side and Gentry kept casting her rod off the other side. And which one of you kept catching fish? Oh, I wonder if the audience can tell who's bitter or not about not catching a fish. (laughs) Bro, it was me. I was not able to catch a fish. It wasn't even you. It was me. I was so (laughs) frustrated because we're sitting in the boat and it's beautiful and I'm trying to like enjoy the moment. But I'm such a competitive person that I'm like, gosh, freaking dang it. Like I better catch a fish. Like I can't let my little sister one up me because she's like, 
yeah, and like casts it in and pulls one in and lets it go and ah, catches another one. And I'm sitting there like anger from uh, Inside Out. If you've ever seen that children's movie where he just this red little <laughs> yes. guy that is like flaming. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the frick? Like, I know this is supposed to be fun, but why am I not winning at this fun? <laughs> it was just hilarious, dude, because every time G would cast out, she would catch a fish, reel it in, cast out. But every time G would cast out, she would catch a fish and I would laugh so hard because we would change your lure. We would change the way, you know, where you cast it off the side of the boat and we would change directions yep. and still Gentry would catch all the fish. Like we went from side to side of the lake and she would catch the fish, but me, I would change literally everything and I was so just like done. I was like, these fish hate me. They've got something against me, but they don't know how good of a time I can be. <laughs> good time, Kayla. They don't know. They don't know good time, Kayla. If they would have no, just gotten I, to know I me. Loved, you know what? That's very fair. That's very fair. I mean, they probably would have swam away from you if they got to know you. Probably. Story of my life. <laughs> but I, one of the things I love is just that I got to share that with you guys, right? Yeah. Like, again, building connection. That was what that trip was all about for me because I got to share the place that I go to almost every weekend. I just loved bringing you guys to the place that I love and uh, a place that makes me feel alive. Do you have any of those places in your life that make you feel alive? You know, I really do. There is a place that I want to take, you know, you guys or KJ and the girls back someday. And I only got to go once, but it made such a huge impact on me. And that was my senior trip right after I graduated from high school. You know, um, I got to go to Rome. And going to Europe and, and exploring all these beautiful places, it had such a big impact on me. So when I graduated high school, dad and Tessa, they took me on this beautiful um, senior trip. I got to go to Rome, Paris, London, and New York. And it was like a trip of a lifetime, like just two weeks of nonstop going and exploring all these um, famous places in history. And one of the best places that I went, you know, was our first stop was Rome. And from the time our plane touched the runway, we went off running, you know, and we went to um, the Vatican, we went to the Colosseum, we went to the uh, Pantheon. And it was probably one of the coolest experiences that I've ever had. Dude, I have never been to Rome. And I just remember seeing your pictures. I've seen people's pictures on social media of Rome. Tell me, like, what was the vibe? Was it insane just how old everything was? It was crazy because... Old Rome is underneath New Rome. So you would be walking the streets of Rome, which are those cobblestone, you know, walkways, the music, the people talking in the background, and you're just walking and all of a sudden you're walking by all of these apartment buildings and you turn a corner and boom, there's like the Colosseum or you, you keep walking down the cobblestone and then you turn a corner and then boom, there's the Pantheon. Like this city is built around all of these historical landmarks. It's beautiful. Do you want to hear a funny story about the Vatican? I would love to hear a funny story about the Vatican. Okay. So in the Vatican, it's such a special, well, I guess I, I kind of sound like an asshole in this, but I was 18. So every 18 year old is probably a little bit of an asshole. But anyways, so we go into the Vatican. It's a very spiritual place, a very beautiful old place, right? We go in and they're like, no cameras, like no, no pictures, no cameras, no nothing. So dad and I, we thought we were, we were sneaky and we'd take our flip phones, you know, because <laughs> I didn't have an iPhone at the time, take my flip phone and turn it upside down and just walk with it by the side of me and just take as many pictures as I could and take as many videos as I could. 
And I just remember going through all that because I didn't want to forget it. You know, I'd never knew if I, I would be able to get back there. And so at the end of the day, you know, sneaking all of these photos, looking at all these beautiful um, paintings and artworks and statues and experiencing these this amazing trip, I looked at my phone and I had like 400 pictures that I had taken. Oh, the Pope judges you. I know. I'm getting judged. But you, you know what? You naughty. I naughty. <laughs> You naughty. You're not supposed to take pictures, dog. I know. But it was seriously, there were so many things on this trip that I would love to experience again. You know, the food and the culture and the Italian language is very similar to um, the Spanish language, right? Yes. Yeah. They have a Latin root um, with their with their words, just like Spanish. Yeah. And so growing up, we did Spanish immersion in elementary school. And so I also took it in high school and got college credit and all that stuff for taking Spanish. And so I felt like I kind of understood a little bit of what they were talking about. And it was cool to pick up on on the different language as well. You know, so the language, the food, the artwork, it was a dream come true to see all those things. That's really cool, dude. I That's definitely on a uh, like a bucket lister for me. Yeah, that and then going to we went to Paris right after that. And in Paris, we got to go to, um, you know, we got to hike the Eiffel Tower. We got to go to the Louvre and see the Mona Lisa. Oh, really? I didn't know you went to the Louvre. Yeah, we went. I have pictures that I'll have to show you. But I got to go to the Louvre and you see the Mona Lisa on like TV shows or pictures and things like that. And you think like it's this big portrait, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's actually very small but it's it's covered in this like bulletproof case and like really it's 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 amazing every time i hear the louvre i always think do you remember the comedian brian regan yes <laughs> oh my gosh do you remember his part of his skit where he goes the louvre <laughs> the louvre <laughs> The Louvre. Oh my so gosh. So every time somebody says the Louvre, I want to call it the Louvre. The Louvre. <laughs> oh man. No, but the Louvre was one of the best experiences ever, you know, because you get to go in and you see all these, you know, artifacts and um, paintings. And I wish that I could have just spent an entire day in there taking my time, you know, but dad is so, traveling with dad is probably one of my favorite things ever. And Tessa can attest to this. He is a go, go getter. And I can see where you get that from, Wit. <laughs> Oh, I'm not like that at all. What are you talking about? What are you about? talking about? It was so funny because Tess and I would be like, hey, we want to spend a little more time. And he'd be like, nope, let's let's go, you know, and he'd truck along. And we'd, we probably walked like, oh, 15 miles a day because we walked everywhere. You know, that's good for you. That's good for your health. But at the same time, I understand because I'm the same way. I'm like, all right, seen it. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah. And so it was so fun. We got to spend like half a day at the Louvre. And then after that, we went and ate lunch on these steps overlooking um, the Love Lock Bridge. I don't know. if I can't remember what it's called, where you take a locket, you buy a locket or you have a locket, you write your initials of who you and someone you love and you lock it on that bridge. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. There's other places in the world that have that too, which is really neat. Oh, I didn't know that. I really love that idea. I, I'm such a hopeless romantic. Yes, you are. And you know what? So am I. We listen to those um, proper romance novels and I just love them. Oh, I'm I'm obsessed and I get so much crap for it. But we, we ate lunch over this beautiful, you know, view. And then we went to the Eiffel Tower and that's when it started to get a little overcast. And so we started hiking up the Eiffel Tower to try to get to the top, but it was raining so bad that they closed the top of the Eiffel Tower. So we only got like three fourths of the way up, but we got to see everything in Paris. It was amazing. So I've had the 
um, I've had the good fortune to be able to go to some pretty cool places in yeah. my life. And um, I have gone to Ireland and Scotland. I've been to Belize. I've been to Canada. I've been to Mexico. Um, but one of my all-time most favorite places that I've been was last year. Can I tell you about my trip last year? I would love that. Tell me. Okay. So my husband and I, we went to Alaska. And a lot of people are going to be like, what the heck, Alaska? But let me tell you, it was a trip of a lifetime. Do you remember the pictures I sent you in the videos? Oh, it was amazing. It was. I was very jealous. Dude, you and I are going to have to go there and we're going to have to drag G with us. You know, this is definitely one of those trips that I would love to bring you guys to because it is a magical place. I mean, you've got these like beautiful flowing rivers that have massive fish in them. You've got bears, you've got moose. I mean, I can't tell you how many moose we saw. And then at the same time, you've got whales in the ocean and little otters that hold hands in little, they call Aww. them rafts, where they just hold hands in groups. And oh my gosh, listen to this. I learned this when I was out there. Otters, they will find their favorite tool, aka a rock. They will find their favorite rock and they will carry it with them for ever like for years <laughs> they have a rock pet they just carry a rock around with them for a lifetime and they carry it under their arms and it is the cutest thing ever well i think barkley would fit right in with them then <laughs> i was gonna say it sounds like your children <laughs> sounds like my children with their many different <laughs> things they hook up do not okay side note my kids collect rocks every summer. And so I'll empty my pockets out or my purse out and there will be rocks. So yes, they will totally relate to those cute little otters holding hands and hiding rocks. Are they like even cool rocks or are they kind of like, this is a weird rock? They're, <laughs> they're cool to them. <laughs> That's a good mom right there, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, they'll be like, mom, I think this is a dinosaur bone. And I'm like, you know what? It could be. Okay. They must take after me because that was me as a child. Do you remember I made you sit on a pile of rocks because I was convinced they were dinosaur eggs? <laughs> they were so perfectly oval shaped and smooth. They could have been. <laughs> I knew you'd remember that. Was this in Arizona? Yes, we went and visited our cousin there. That was, I, I have such a vivid memory of that because I full on believed you when you told me they were dinosaur eggs. So I sat real good on them. Well, listen, I full on believe myself. I truly thought that dinosaurs <laughs> would hatch if you sat on those rocks. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Anyways, back to your Alaska story. Isn't it cool that we live in such a world that has all these different, diverse places? Oh, for sure. And I will tell you, the reason it was so much fun was, well, one, we had a delayed flight. Um, so flying into Gustavus. So Gustavus is a 30-minute flight on a 737 from Juno. So okay. really it's like a puddle jump away on a on a jet, but the runway is so short. And so you're flying from Juno, you hop over the mountains and then you start coming across this bay and it's called Glacier Bay. And it's gorgeous. I mean, you know, it's a national park in Alaska. Mm -hmm. And so you're flying over, you're seeing all this scenery and it's just stunning. All of a sudden you go into clouds because the clouds sit real low. And, um, you know, we're flying into Gustavus and the pilot basically tells you to brace for impact. And so you land on the runway and it is so short that they slam on the brakes oh. and they tell you to brace. And so you brace as you're like skidding to a stop. It is gnarly. Oh, my gosh. That's like a worst nightmare. Ever since I watched the TV show Lost, I'm like, mm, no, 
airplanes freak me out. <laughs> like, give me something to Not knock happening. me out. Dude, it was it was crazy. But anyway, so we were flying from Juneau and we we tried to land and the pilot, so they start the descent, and all of a sudden we we see the trees, like the tops of the trees. We come out of the clouds, we see the runway below us, and all of a sudden, without any discussion from the pilot whatsoever, they yank the plane up to the sky. What? And we're like, what? the heck we're all freaking out like the whole group that was with us on this airplane we're like what the hell is going on and so they pull the airplane up to the sky in an invasive maneuver finally we got to the point where we weren't climbing anymore and we're like waiting for an update finally the captain comes on like 15 minutes later and they're like we're headed back to Juno." and we're like what the heck and they tell us that um, the visibility was too poor they have to land on the runway by sight they don't oh. use any instruments to dictate how far they have on the runway. It's all done by their eyes. And so the visibility was so poor, the fog was so bad that they yanked us up and they took us back. Oh my god. And it gosh. was so frustrating. <laughs> well, I bet that's frustrating, but like if I was there, I'd probably be having like panic attacks. Like, we're gonna die. It's gonna be lost again. We're gonna find ourselves on an <laughs> island and it's gonna be some wacky four season TV show. It really could have been. But I will tell you, there were some seasoned Alaskans on that flight and they were all so pissed. They're like, Are you kidding? This captain has no balls. We've landed this a million times in these conditions. And they were all super pissed, but we're sitting there like, Did we almost just die? Oh my gosh, that is so crazy. So you had to go back. Did you end up going back the next day or how did it end up? Yes. We went back to Juno and um, we had to scramble to find a hotel that night because, mm -hmm. I mean, there were several people on that flight. It's a 737. So it's a big plane. Yeah. And all of them were trying to book hotel rooms. And so luckily we got one of the last ones at a hotel in downtown Juno. Wow. And that night we were like, OK, we're so pissed. We couldn't make it. We missed our whole first day of our fishing excursion that we paid for. Mm. And um, we're walking the downtowns of Juneau trying to find a place to eat. And we ended up wandering into this old saloon called the Red Dog Saloon. Oh. And when you walk in, yeah, I kid you not, dude, it is awesome. When you walk in, it's literally swinging doors, like old Western style swinging doors. Yes, you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. And when you walk in, everyone's dressed up in legit old timey clothes like old saloon style like burlesque type girls Let's and then the dudes go. are all wearing like these suspenders and bow ties it is awesome oh that is amazing so was it a bar then and it was just like kind of a themed bar it is a themed bar and they also i mean they had some of the best food there i believe it or not their chips and queso was to die for <laughs> oh my gosh that is so random and so amazing that sounds like the coolest trip. What else did you do in Alaska? Yeah. So the next day we had to figure out. So we got back on the 747 mm -hmm. um, the next day and tried it again. And luckily this captain done it a million times. It was the same conditions and he landed the plane. So all of us were like cheering. Um, <laughs> but it was nuts, dude. Like we all braced for impact and it was it was legit. So anyway, um, we landed and the place that we stayed with is called the Alaskan Anglers Inn. Mm -hmm. And they came and picked us up, took us to their lodge, got us all situated. And the lodge is the cutest thing ever. It's just these cute little cabins all connected kind of to one another in some way, shape or form. 
and they have a mess hall. And the mess hall is where you go for all of your meals. And it is just the coolest environment. You know, I feel so fortunate that we've been able to experience some of these trips don't you? Oh my gosh, we're so blessed. I just honestly feel so grateful. You know, because I, I studied in college, I was going to be a history teacher originally, right? And so going to places that had so much history when I was traveling was like a dream come true. You know, I got to go to Rome where all of that, you know, beautiful history is at and got to go to Paris, got to see all of that. And I got to go to London. And can I tell you a story about what happened in London? Oh my gosh, tell us. Okay. So when I went to London with dad, you know, it was our third stop on our trip and we got into our hotel room and we just wanted to go explore the city. You know, I wanted to go see Big Ben. I wanted to go see Buckingham Palace. I wanted to go see all of those things that I had heard so much about. We all got our hotel room. We all started walking around the city and we're walking down and there's thousands of people out. And I'm looking at dad and we're all just so confused. We're like, man, there's lots of tourists here. Good thing we're not the only one, you know. And so we're just like trying to make our way through Piccadilly Circus and people are like, oh, the queen, the queen. And we're like, what? And we tap someone on the shoulder and we're like, hey, what's going on? And they gave us like the dumbest, like, of course, you Americans, you know, wouldn't know what's going on kind of look. And they're like, um, it's the stupid Americans. Uh, stupid Americans. And they're like, it's the queen's jubilee. And we're like, no freaking way. So it was the entire royal family dressed in all of their beautiful clothing and doing this whole parade into Buckingham Palace. So we got to see the queen. We got to see the princes and the princesses and the dukes and the duchesses and everybody. And it was so cool. I whipped out my camera that I had already taken like 800 photos on and started snapping as many as I could. And I actually got a few of the queen. So when the queen passed, you know, last year, I got to reflect back on all of those pictures that I took and just I felt so lucky to be able to experience that beautiful part in history. You know, seeing these historical figures and these um, leaders of a different government in time. That sounds awesome, dude. And what a cool experience that you got to see all of that while you were there. Yeah, we just, you know, it's so funny. We just happened upon it in the town square, as Schmidt would say <laughs> from New Girl. Just happened upon we it. Just happened upon it. But no, seriously, we just we just walked right up and we got to see everything. And, you know, it was it was a trip of a lifetime. You know, and then after the London trip, we went to New York and I got to go to my first Yankees game and we got to go into, um, Ooh. I know, I know you're, you're not a big baseball fan, are you? I'm not a baseball fan, but my husband and his family are all baseball fans. I could give two shits about baseball, dude, but I will tell you what I do give a shit about. I love seeing them players on the field with those nice tight pants. Oh my gosh. Who doesn't? <laughs> Especially 18-year-old <laughs> Kayla. You know, in the Yankee Stadium, we got to go. I think we were sitting even in a box seat because dad, he was so smart when it came to planning this whole trip because he kind of planned his business trips around our trip. So we got some flights taken care of and he would have to go work every now and then. And I think that's when me and Tessa got really close is we were able to go on these excursions together, just me and her. And it was really, really That's special. So fun, dude. Yeah, it was really special. Like we got to go almost in every single place we had a day where me and her would just go do something. So one day in New York, dad had to go do meetings. And so me and Tess, we went to the Natural History Museum, you know, because I'm such a history buff that I got to go through another incredible museum and see all these beautiful things. I've actually been there too, dude. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Isn't it cool? Oh, it is a 
truly huge and wonderful museum. Like, honestly, it has so many things in there that you're just like, holy crap, where do they get all this stuff? Exactly. That's how I thought in every single museum that I got to visit was just like, dang, all of this history. It's amazing. It kind of puts life into perspective a little bit for you. Like, well, if you let it, like you walk into these places and you see these things from ages ago and it's a humbling experience. It makes you realize you're not the center of the universe. <laughs> oh, 100%. Like it really does put you your life into perspective and it makes it almost motivated me. You know, like I want to make my mark in the world. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. So, I mean, we got to go to this uh, natural history museum and then right after that we went and got hot dogs and we went to a Yankees game and it was the most classic New York day ever. That sounds awesome, dude. And I'm so glad you got to have those experiences. Would you go back to New York? You know, we've gone twice now because the first time that I went is when we all went as a family when I was a freshman in high school. And I, the first time I didn't, like, I loved it, but I was so jet lagged the whole time. I felt like 14 year old Kayla was just like, I'm trying to love it, but I'm so tired. Um, yeah, we all fell asleep in Ellis Island on the bench. Yes. I, we have a picture of, I think, was it me and Hannah on opposite benches just passed out asleep? Oh, yeah, we all did. And then we went to like the visitor center video tour or something like that. And so it was in a theater and we all sat in there and just started snoring. I remember this story. Dad tells it and he thinks it's so funny because we all are on like the front row of this visitor center's like video tour. Like this, this person's talking in front of all of us and every single person in our family fell asleep. And so the person giving the tour was like, all right, you guys, don't be like these guys. Go out and enjoy New York. Oh, I forgot he said that. Yep. And so we, we actually set a very uh, good example of what not to do. Well, you guys, thanks again for joining us on another episode of Making Sistery. It's been fun to be able to share our experiences and our travel experiences with you guys. You know, we feel so blessed and fortunate to be able to do these kinds of things. And so we hope to have people on our show to talk about the life experiences that they have had. You know, the good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly. We want it all. And we can't wait to go on our girls trip next week to share some more good times because you know that with the three of us, there's going to be some real good times. I'm pretty sure that Making Sistery episode is going to be epic. We're going to have to do one while we're around the campfire. Fire you know talk. What? I I think that's a great idea. We're going to have a straight up fire talk session. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us on another Making Sistery episode. Good thing is that we are going to be dropping new episodes every Friday. So make sure you guys follow us on our Instagram page at Making Sistery Podcast. Thank you guys so much again for joining us and we'll see you again next time. Adios, muchachos.